Welcome to Stewarding Family Wealth. This is the first podcast, the first episode of the podcast from Centurion Advisory Group. Today, Randy Brunson and Sandy LaRue. We will start this morning by, I guess it's afternoon now, we will start today with simply personal introductions. Again, my name is Randy. The last name is Brunson. I've been married to my high school sweetheart for several decades. We have two grown children, six grandchildren. I think the youngest of that group is five, and the oldest one is a freshman in high school. So what does that qualify me for? Life experience? Is that it? So very, very grateful. Just uh, visiting with a friend of mine at lunch, and we agreed that we live blessed lives. So with me today is my colleague, Sandy LaRue. Sandy, say hello and tell us what you'd like to tell us uh, personally. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Sandy LaRue, as Randy said, and I've been with Centurion almost six years now, working up to and leading, being a lead advisor. And personally, I have four children, all adults. My oldest is 29 and my youngest is 23. Love being a mom, and I love what I do at Centurion. We love to help people. We like to come alongside them. So, yeah, that's, that's what I like to do. Good. Glad you're here with us. Thrilled that you've been with us six years. We, Sandy and I serve as co-advisors to the clients that we serve and very grateful for that opportunity. One question, somebody asked me this, why in the world, why in the world do you want to add a podcast to a world of millions of podcasts? I thought about that question. Over the last several years, I personally have given a lot of thought to why I get up and, and go to work every day. Why, why not just sit down or go play golf or go fishing or whatever your particular vision of a relaxed life looks like and seem to be three themes around why we engage. One of those is to share from the abundance that we have been given. That's relational abundance. That's an abundance of experience and education. That's financial abundance. And one of the drivers or motivators for us is simply to share from our abundance. A second one is to prepare the next generation. And what I've found over and over is people have questions and it really does not matter where they are in life how well they've done in a corporate world how well they've done owning their own business there are simply questions at the intersection of life and money and and business so we want to share some of our experience in ways that help the next generation prepare well and then finally is to influence the influencers because ultimately i personally am at a point in life where about all I can share is to set a good example, set the standard, and to influence others to to dream big, to look outside themselves, and to find a reason to be other than simply building their own financial statement. That's admirable, but there's got to be more to it than that. So that's, uh, that's the motivation behind this podcast. Here's what you can expect from us going forward, those of you that uh, or listening to the podcast, or we'll pick it up at some point in the future. At the moment, we anticipate doing two podcasts a month. They will be available on a variety of platforms. So look at your favorite platform, pull it down, listen to it. But you can expect to hear from us a couple of times a month. We will we will tell stories. We will, uh, in fact, we'll tell stories about people like Jim and Linda and Marcus and Eliana and Danny and, and Lorena and john and missy and a variety of other couples you'll hear about them and we will also have guests on the show when we especially when we talk about technical subjects the good news is we are going to keep these podcasts to 20 to 25 minutes 
so that if it's a subject you don't particularly care for, it'll be over shortly. And if it's something that you really enjoy, well, stay tuned because there's another podcast coming. So it's a it's a sweet spot whether you like it or whether you don't. There's something for everyone here. So, by the way, just, just so that you'll know, where you can find us is on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, YouTube, Spreaker, TuneIn, Google Podcast, SoundCloud, Spotify, Podchaser, CastBox, and Deezer. And a big shout-out to our friends from Business Radio X, Mike and Amanda. So appreciative of their willingness to host us and to help us facilitate this podcast. So that's it for us. That's it for us this morning. Thinking about this concept of stewarding family wealth, spend some time there. I personally have been around the financial space for 40 years. That, frankly, doesn't qualify me for anything except just having, hey, I have gray hair, big deal, right? What what does all that look like? What we found is in terms of how we serve is we screen and filter our team members, we screen and filter clients, we screen and filter our association through our core values. And those core values are stewardship, teamwork, a commitment to excellence, and a commitment to personal growth. And stewardship is interesting because so many times in life when we hear the word stewardship, we are immediately drawn to money. That's so many times where we hear it. But if you track the word steward, it actually goes back to, it's, it's an Anglo-Saxon word, and goes back to the well, 800 to 1,000 years ago when the lord of the manor would hire someone to manage and oversee their entire estate. And that person was res- responsible for reporting to the lord and lady of the manor, they were responsible for overseeing the physical infrastructure, the manor house, all the outbuildings. They were responsible for overseeing the fields, the livestock, the cattle, the hired hands or the serfs or the peasants that worked the land, that sharecropped the land. And so they had significant responsibility to oversee well all that was left in their care. And some of you may recall hearing the story, let's call it the, the story of the talents, where a the lord of the manor, the owner, went away for a long time and left three servants to steward. One he gave ten talents, the other five talents, the other one talent, and he said, put this to work, get a return. Okay, So that's the role of the steward is to, is to receive what they've been given, understanding that they do not own it, but that they steward it well for whoever the owner happens to be. And for each of us, the opportunity that we have is to steward well the relationships that have been left in our care. How do we handle those relationships, especially the close ones? Our spouses are significant others, our children, the rest of the extended family. How well do we care for our work relationships, those team members that we work with every day? And then how do we steward well across the community, those professional relationships that we that we know. Do we continually approach life from a seed sowing standpoint or from a harvesting standpoint? So that's that's part of stewardship as well. So when we think about stewarding family wealth, the question is not just how do we make sure that we are prepared for the future, but how do we use what we have been given to enhance the quality of life of those around us locally and across the larger community? Okay, Because at the end of the day, life is not about us. And one of the gifts of stewarding instead of owning is adopting a mindset of stewardship 
releases us from the tyranny of ownership because if we think we own whatever is in our hands, the relationships, the people, the dollars, the time, if we think those dollars, that time, talent, and treasure belongs to us, then it just messes with our head and we, we, we subject ourselves to this tyranny of ownership and fear of loss. And as we choose to release ourselves from ownership and adopt a mindset of stewardship, it allows us to relax, to enjoy our days, to enjoy our lives, and to look out for the interest of others as well as for our own interests. So that's why stewardship is such a critical component of one of our core values. Other one is teamwork. There's an old line that says it's a cliche, but it survives because there's, it's meaningful, and that is that teamwork makes the dream work. Okay? Teamwork always makes the dream work. And so Again, life's not about us. It is, it is about helping our team members excel and do well and find success in their own lives and even more to prepare them for leadership so they can in turn teach others. One of the, uh, one of the greatest writers that ever lived, uh, when he was offering some instruction to one of his young students, he said, he said, find faithful men who that you can teach to teach others. Okay, so there's this concept of continually teaching others, helping them do well, teaching them to teach, to replicate success. So that's a that's a significant component of teamwork, is not only to identify and develop a great team, but to teach them to teach others. Part of that teaching is along the lines of personal growth. If, if we think in terms of, uh, let's talk about trust for a second. How do we build trust? Through character, caring, and competence. Character's who you are, Competence is what you know. Caring is what you do. Those are ways to those are ways to build trust with others. And in terms of who we are, the character issue that is a function of personal growth. How do we become who we were designed to be, for the purpose of maximizing our impact, back to stewardship, during our lifetimes? And so that's why personal growth is such a key value that we embrace as a firm. The pursuit of excellence simply because we can, simply because it's a great way to live. And the pursuit of excellence, again, it's a way of living out original design. We were built and designed and created on purpose to make a difference, to have an impact, and the pursuit of excellence is a way of showcasing and honoring that original design. And all right, Sandy, bail me out. What have I covered? I've covered stewardship, teamwork. Excellence. Excellence. And personal growth. Yep. And those did are I cover all, them all? You did. You've covered them all. And those are definitely what we pursue as a business as well as individuals mm-hmm. and our business and people that we like to draw to us. Absolutely. Okay. Any stories that come to mind that um, that might showcase that? I wish I was better on the fly. I'm sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I did put you on the spot because we have come into this for first podcast as we were driving down to the studio Sandy said so what are we going to talk about I said I don't know it's been a full few weeks I will show up and I said our first podcast we will simply introduce the world to Sandy and Randy the stewarding family wealth podcast and our philosophy at Centurion Advisory Group and we will tell stories we can always we can always find a story. Here's a favorite story. I met my buddy Joe for lunch, and Joe and I have known each other for 15 years. Sandy knows Joe, but uh, Joe and I have known each other for 15 years, and Joe's dad uh, just passed away. Not from the virus. He was 91 years old, and he had and his heart stopped. And it's it's a great story 
because his name was also Joe. My friend Joe was a junior. And so Joe Sr., Joe was telling me the story, said his mom and dad were married for 65 years, raised five children. One of Joe's brothers is, is not well enough to travel, but the other four of them were at the service, at the funeral service. Joe was now retired and was able to spend the last week before his father's death with his mom and dad, drinking wine. You know, his dad made wine, those kinds of things. And uh, Joe's comment to me said that his dad never invested a dime. He saved money, paid cash for all of his cars, his home was paid for, had a lot of money on savings CDs, but he said his dad was a tool and die maker. And on a tool and die maker's salary, he raised five children, paid cash for his cars, and built a financial statement of almost a million dollars. And Joe's mother, who is not well, she had dementia. Okay, Joe's dad left Joe's mom financially secure so that they can take pay for her care and take care of her, and she doesn't have to worry. Okay, And I said to Joe, you have met a lot of people in your business career in the last 40-plus years, and you know like I do how rare that specific story is. So... That's just a, but what Joe shared with me, he said the way his dad paid cash for cars, he said, my dad had an envelope system before Dave Ramsey was born. So, <laughs> you know, every week he'd get paid because he worked for, for first for, uh, for GE and then when they closed that plant up in the North Country, his dad went to work for uh, Generous Motors and retired from, from GM. But he said his dad used the envelope system for decades and just really good, really good financial habits. So one of the opportunities that we have had as a team over the last year is to develop what some might call the three uniques. Now I realize this could be a, a business consulting language or marketing language. I'm not really sure where it fits, but we've been through this, uh, these exercises that have been incredibly demanding, but very valuable. I think we're gonna live through it. You think we'll look through it, Sandy? Absolutely. We've learned a lot about ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been a challenging process, mm. but through the process, yeah. we have identified what we refer to as three uniques. Okay, so what's different or unique about our firm compared to any other firm in the marketplace? And those three uniques are purpose, process, and perspective. So what you can listen for over the next months and years as we share experience with you as we have guests in to talk as sandy and i tell stories and share experience with you is listen for as you listen to the podcast listen for those things and filter everything by those core values of stewardship teamwork commitment to excellence commitment to personal growth and filter everything that you hear by those three uniques what do i hear about purpose what's their perspective and what's the process used to generate the results that are meaningful to you as a listener? And the goal is to, to encourage you to think about, in fact, I'll challenge you, challenge you with this. What's common is for someone to come to us and say, here's my stuff, I need help, can you help us? And when we say yes, that's a, we refer to that as a sacred trust. Clients can leave us, we will never abandon a client just because they don't fit some preconceived, arbitrary financial analysis. But in those conversations, we find that people, they want to do this with their life, or they want to live like this, or they want to engage in this thing. Uh, they want to sell their business. They want to transfer the business to the children. 
they want to sell it to outsiders, so on and so forth. And all of those are, are fine pursuits, but one of the core underlying questions is the why question. So what, what is the purpose of your life and what have you specifically been called to? If you have brothers and sisters, their purpose is different. Your parents, we all had parents, so we, don't, we didn't get hatched from eggs, but their purpose was different, okay? Your children's purpose, if you have children, that purpose is different. You are, it doesn't matter everybody else's purpose. You're unique, you're specific, you're on purpose. And so what is that and how, how as a result of our conversations here, can we help you think about and identify your purpose, bring your perspective to bear on your world so that you can influence your world, okay? And what are the steps that, that you can take, that you can embrace as you make those choices to identify a purpose, as you make a choice to engage in a process, as you uh, make a choice to bring your perspective to bear on the world around you? How can we encourage you in those ways so that you can live the life for which you've been designed? Sandy, talk for a few minutes. Oh, you're just so good at it, Randy. <laughs> I just get to sit here and listen, and I always do. That's one of the pleasures that I have when I co-lead with Randy in, in different situations when we're serving or speaking to clients, that we get to come alongside them, and we get to listen to the incredible stories that Randy gets to share. Um, he, sh- he should have been a historian, frankly, but um, and, but it serves us really well in our business. But, yeah, these are the things that we pursue and want others to pursue and help them in those pursuits. A lot of the word pursue, but it is definitely how we come alongside. And we look forward to getting some feedback and hearing if this has been helpful and see how we can help others that maybe reach people that we can't when we're not on the radio. So that's pretty much all I have to add, Randy. I mean, I'm sure as we go along and we'll have some fun stories to tell and share with everyone. Good, 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 good. All right, we are are going to wrap up this first uh, broadcast this podcast today. I will invite you, though, to uh, make this part of your life. Listen for this. Uh, we shared some of the uh, outlets earlier, but listen for this because next time I'm going to share a story with you about Jim and Linda. It's a fascinating story. You don't want to miss it, but stay tuned for the story of Jim and Linda and see what you can find in there. Uh, that's uh, it's a great story. And if you remember, well, no, you're not old enough, but. If you'll check with the generation ahead of you, the, the folks that are in their 80s and 90s right now, they will tell you about radio broadcasts from the, from the history of radio that dates back to the 20s and the 30s and 40s, okay? The Shadow Knows, okay? Or Fibber McGee and Molly. There's some phenomenal radio shows, and they were great stories. So tune in here next time to this podcast, and let's start with one of those phenomenal stories. We'll start with Jim and Linda. Until then, we wish you well and wish you only the best.